Good evening, dummies. It is Monday, October 25th, 9.49 p.m. Late chat tonight. We've got a whole bunch of people on. Thank you for stopping by. This is episode 243. My name is Matthew Spear. I am the host of Don't Unfriend Me. It's wonderful to have you. You're going to be called dummies tonight. Please don't take offense. The dummies are the Don't Unfriend Me's. I'll explain what that means in just a second. Tonight on the show, we are going to be going over why so serious Americans comedy is dead most efficiently it is gone we have a problem in america we have the stick up our posterior and i'm here to talk about why cancer culture is in full effect dave Chappelle is the most recent target and we will discuss why comedy has left the brain box of most americans stay tuned i'll be right back recorded from an undisclosed location. Always honest, always direct. So sit back, relax. Don't unfriend me starts right now. Well, before we get into the show, I want to say something to a viewer, Dane from Australia. Thanks for being on tonight, man. We'll see you later. Hopefully, come on back. Bring some of your friends who are like-minded. Once again, folks, welcome to Don't Unfriend Me, episode 243. What do we do here? Well, first, let me address what a dummy is. It's not an insult. Dummies are the Don't Unfriend Me's. It's an acronym, and we've got some shirts coming, dummies. They're all very excited. The new store will be open soon. Dummies are listeners. Whether you've watched one episode or you've watched 243 after tonight, you are officially a dummy. You are part of the Dumb Nation, and we love having you here. It's not an insult. Last but not least, before we get to the show, if you wouldn't mind doing me a favor, really important, Mr. Youngkin for governor for Virginia, please get out and vote. It is absolutely crucial. Virginia is now a purple, almost blue state. I'm not happy about it. Our rights are being taken away. Our kids are not being taught what they need to. Indoctrination and CRT is on the curricula. And unless we vote, Nobody will stop it. Youngkin is our best choice. Please vote for him. And while you're doing that, if you wouldn't mind, please send me a like, share, and subscribe. Join my channel for all my updates. Find out when I have clothes on sale or clothes off. But unfortunately, that hasn't happened yet. Or maybe fortunately. Let's get to the show tonight. Have a great conversation. Remember, please leave your comments below if you have any questions. Why so serious, America? I think it is time to come to grips with the fact that America has a giant stick up its posterior. I remember when I was a small kid, we were driving back from my grandparents' house. We stopped by after heading out to the local cafeteria called Love's. My dad always said the coffee was like making love in a canoe. If you can guess what that means, I will give you $1. But the food was cheap and filled the stomach just fine. When we walked up to the door on Howard Street, you could hear my grandfather yelling and my grandmother giving back just the same. We turned around and went back to the car, and my dad said a few simple words together. All he said was, there is no laughter in that home anymore. Now, for some reason, this stuck with me, but I wasn't quite sure why. I guess later in life, it dawned on me when my parents would fight incessantly. I mean, every minute of the day. Nothing would quash the insanity between them. The words came back to me, and I thought to myself, there's no laughter in this home. Throughout my own marriage, I try to remember this often. The day the laughter stops, I know it will be over. So I do whatever I can to bring the lighter side to every day so the darkness never overcomes my own family. 
I vividly remember watching Sam Kinison scream into the TV as he described African children who were starving, and Sally Struthers was on set to do another guilt-ridden commercial to raise money for children at two cents a day. Sam described the director holding back a giant sandwich while the entire village looked at the prop guy eating it. When the prop guy tried to share the sandwich to the starving kids and families, the director screamed at the top of his lungs at what the prop guy was doing. Don't feed him yet. We aren't done filming. My Lord, how horrible that was. Can you imagine the amount of cities that would burn if this happened today? Well, what about Eddie Murphy describing homosexuality, Mr. T, and castration by sodomy from well-toned glutes, all in a voice properly aligned with a flamboyant persona? The LGBTQ community would storm the Capitol or redecorate first and then storm the Capitol. How about Blazing Saddles as Gene Wilder, white, grabs Clavon Little, black, as he calls out to a bunch of cowboys to get their attention, and Clavon proclaims, Where are all the white women at? From Andrew Dice Clay to my dad's racially focused jokes to George Carlin to Richard Pryor, these people made us laugh. And yes, sometimes they made us mad. But then what? I mean, what really happens when you are offended? You listen, you disagree, and then you get affronted with a zinger. And then what? Does someone die? Do we lose a limb? No, nothing happens. Nothing happens, that is, until now. Dozens of Netflix employees joined more than 100 supporters and trans activists in Los Angeles on Wednesday to protest Dave Chappelle's most recent stand-up special. The comedian made a number of controversial jokes about gender issues and the LGBTQ community, which offended many members of the transgender community, carrying signs that read, transphobia isn't funny. Well, sometimes. And hey, Netflix, do better. The activists and supporters sent a list of demands to Netflix, including the creation of a new fund to recruit more trans and non-binary talent, as well as adding a disclaimer. Before transphobic titles that specifically flag transphobic language, misogyny, homophobia, hate speech, etc. as required, Netflix CEO Ted Sarando said he supports the walkout, but continues to defend Chappelle's special, citing the company's commitment to artistic freedom as the main reason for keeping the comedy special on the streaming platform. Wow, what an asshole. Talk about riding the fence and taking out and talking out of both sides of his mouth. Have you actually watched Dave Chappelle? The man, he's fearless. Between Dave and Bill Burr, you have perhaps two of the funniest comic geniuses on the planet since the inception of comedy. And we're trying to cancel them. Why? So we can go back to stale, regurgitated talking points and prosthetic thought that is homogenized, that it tastes anything other than what was intended. How does this scan with anyone who has a funny bone remaining? Speaking of funny bone, I am in Houston. My daughter is eight or so. My wife is in the kitchen. Watch it, people. She likes to cook. She hits her elbow on the counter and yells, oh, God, why is this called a funny bone? It hurts like hell. As my daughter chimes in with an exasperated tone without looking up from her magazine, because, mom, it's the humorous bone. Want to talk about no laughter in the home? My wife and I realized that in eight short years, my daughter was not only smarter than us, she had the poise to deliver a strike without flinching. Anywho, the fact of the matter is America has a humor deficit disorder. HDD is the term. We have forgotten how to laugh. 
And I'm not talking about the boring bullshit from Jimmy Fallon and the view people. This isn't comedy. That is trash. I'm talking about pure unadulterated humor that makes you intake a breath and exhale so you don't have a stroke in mid-delivery. These are the moments that made us impervious to being offended. It was like spraying on a shot of Teflon on our exteriors, and when it wore off, we would get back in line and get sprayed yet again. We've become soft, not just in our body mass index, but our minds, and most importantly, our wit. The kids today would never survive in our generation. Blockbuster would ask them to rewind, and they would actually do it. If someone sent them to find the toilet paper in the basement of an Applebee's, they would sue the company and call HR after an hour or two. They would realize that there is no basement at all. They couldn't drink from a hose in the yard. They would have parents arrested for child abuse. We have become the pussified to the nth degree country. It's inevitable, I suppose, that a celebrity will be the next president of the United States. Oprah Winfrey, Peyton Manning, The Rock. How do the words President Kim Kardashian hit you? Hail to the chic. Inevitable, maybe, but I just hope it's a comedian because this country needs a good laugh. The next great political slogan is make America have a sense of humor again because it's gone, gone. Maybe nothing's funny anymore, or maybe we just won't let it be. Indignation spewed from Democrats after Donald Trump tweeted old WrestleMania footage of himself tackling a wrestler with a CNN for a head. Do you remember when this happened? But stand by his severed head as Kathy Talentless Griffin calls it comedic gold. Why? In the grand scheme of Trump's trolling tweets, it was amusing. And face it, Donald Trump won the presidency in part because a lot of Americans came to believe they weren't allowed to laugh at anything anymore without being deemed a bigot or a a lout of an insensitive schmuck. And sure, some of them were bigots and louts and insensitive schmucks, but just some maybe wanted to laugh, even if they can't keep up with a punchline appropriateness. What are you going to do? Nothing. It works both ways. Both sides are just hecklers when the joke's on them. When Family Guy, an announcement about the Emmy Awards, put cartoon star Peter Griffin in that red, white, and ooh outfit Kellyanne Conway wore for the inauguration, supporters of the president didn't think it was funny at all, even when it claimed alternative fact. We are the smartest comedy on television. It's like we, both sides of America, spend so much time being indignant that we lose sight of the fact that our indignation is the very thing that's laughable. When Barack Obama went on Funny or Die with Zach Galifianakis, or however you say it, in 2014, it did not go over well on the conservative circuit. The Fox and Friends crew called it tragic and unpresidential. It's so inappropriate for the President of the United States to be sitting down for an interview that's a mock-up, host Brian Kilmeade said. I think it's pretty tragic. Whoever recommended that he do that show should be fired. Now that's funny. I don't care who you are. Not that everything's funny. Jokes about beatings and assassinations are not. Demonizing the opposition for political or personal gain is not funny. Paid political propaganda is not funny. And a populist that fails to recognize it is decidedly not funny is not funny. But the world's a tough place. And if you can't smile, you will lose your mind. The problem here is not the jokes from either side. The problem is in this world is that we spend so much time growing angry or indignant over trolling tweets and provocative memes that we rarely get to discussion at any intelligent political level. That really changes things. And that in turn makes us even matter. 
We spend so much time being mad that rarely get to schools and roads and health and safety and taxation and police protection and policy and humanity and sanity itself. We blow up and bungle. Like Mr. Furious, that ticking time bomb of fury, that vastly underrated comedy, Mystery Men. Anger may be his superpower, but he's not much good when it takes him over. Don't mess with the volcano, my man, because I will go Pompeii on your butt. But where is our positive intent anymore? You know, that thing that helps us navigate the unknown, the nuance that may lead us to assuming everything and realizing nothing. Realize that positivity requires intentionality. The human brain is chemically inclined to negativity. This was a great component of our chemistry when we were less civilized. Bad experiences eating a poisonous mushroom or almost getting eaten by a predator rang much louder in the brain than finding a fully bloomed fruit tree. This kept us relatively safer, and safer folks were more likely to go on procreating. Don't believe me? Here's a short thought experiment. Think of the last time you were embarrassed. Then think of the last time you were laughed at when you were feeling embarrassed. Which experience was easier to find in your memory bank? Which memory had a stronger effect on your physiology? Did your palms get sweaty thinking of the embarrassing time? Did you grimace? Did you smile? Likely the embarrassment had a stronger effect and was easier to remember. The reality is not that being embarrassed was any more significant than being embarrassed while being laughed at, but the human brain's chemistry gets bogged down on negative signals in an attempt to keep you alive. I'm not trying to be a downer by any means. However, I would like for you to realize that as you pile in more and more experiences, you'll have to be intentional about being positive or funny. Becoming humorous or any other desirable trait is unquestionably attainable. It is just a matter of disciplining your thoughts. Unlike modes of fair criticism, cancel culture is indeed an intellectually sloppy exercise that is structurally incapable of addressing real issues instead making great sweeping jumps of logic to justify terribly toxic behavior. It does not lead to positive change, but instead polarizes culture to worrying extremes and drives people into silence. It is not honest, and it does not work. It comes down to one simple truth. You are not mad at David Chappelle. You don't hate Joe Rogan. You don't despise Bill Maher. You resent their ability to get away with what you yourself cannot. You don't loathe their brazen. You despise the fact that they play outside of the rules that you have to follow. And that shines a light on your own weakness and lack of will. This show has been the one thing that has helped me through a very rough year, the ability to say what is on my mind, to challenge the norm and listen to others without disdain or loathing. And I was so very caught up in the jealousy and self-inflicted frustration of the opposition that I decided to do something about it. And since I have, I can say my health, my laughter, and general disposition on life is better. Are there setbacks? Sure. Do I find myself going down those paths sometimes? Of course. But it is easier and easier to recognize and uncover when I'm being a giant dick. Does that mean you have to create a show or go on Dave Chappelle bingers? Absolutely not. But we need to do something. And that something is to find ourselves more often than not outside of our comfort zone. Do me a favor. Tonight... Watch the opposition, someone you loathe. It could be Lewis Black or maybe it's Sarah Silverman. I don't care who it is. Watch their cringeworthy segments. And instead of watching to find negative outcomes, try to watch for the one thing that might make you smile or at least doesn't revolt you to the point of self-induced projectile vomiting. You don't have to love them. You don't have to watch them every night, but you should make yourself open to laughter because the world has enough hate 
love, contempt, sadness, pain, anger, resentment, trepidation, doubt, and loathing. What it doesn't have is enough laughter. America is a house. We have different views, different beliefs, varying skin colors, and political ideology. We share a whole bunch in common, more than we do apart. But for some reason, we have closed ourselves off to the things that make us feel and cling to the things that make us feel anesthetized. As an American family, we hide when the doorbell rings. We silence our phones when people call. We never expect someone to show up unannounced. Those were the days when we would go through a pot of coffee and four bottles of off outside on the back porch. As the kids played and they laughed, we laughed and we forgot how serious all of the problems really were. We basked in the moments of proclivity when we could fall away from the problems of yesterday that were just as serious today and will be tomorrow. The times haven't changed. We have changed. We forgot how to escape, and we are forever trapped in the monotony of the media, waiting for them to tell us what the next thing we need to care about will be. Well, the answer isn't there. The answer isn't in a book, in a protest, in the next celebrity to fall. It's in the laughter, and the world is ripe with comedy. It is abound and limitless for the next generation of comedians to help us forget, if just for a little while. They are there for you and America's houses. They desperately need to learn to laugh again because a house without laughter is destined to fail. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. Thank you for watching. I always appreciate all the dummies. Thank you. Please like, share, and subscribe. I will go out like I always do every night with the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, press 1. Veterans suffer from traumatic brain injury, PTS, anxiety, depression. It is all very real. 22 veterans a day commit suicide. They need your help. Please provide this number to any veteran you see. If you haven't talked to a veteran in a while, holidays are fast approaching, and it is a tough time. Please give them this number. And remember, if you can't talk to a veteran, you can reach out to me or go to my website at don'tunfriendme.com. Click on the VCL link and you'll be connected to a Skype operator. It's not just for military. It's also for civilians. They will not turn anyone away. It is 100% free and anonymous. Folks, once again, I'm going to answer all your questions tonight. There are a ton left on this uh, on the live show. Please stick around. Remember to like, share, and subscribe with friends and family. It means a great deal. And remember, we can agree. We can disagree. You can love me. You can hate me. Just don't unfriend me. Have a good night, everybody. See you in a few seconds. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you watching. Let's get to the starred comment of the night and start it over again. Then I am going to relax. I want it back. Social Security, I'm sure. God bless you all. Take care, Dane. I'm not really here. I'm a figment of Biden's imagination. Dane says you too. Get the slapstick going. Hey, Matt. Hey, Ben. Nice to see you, buddy. George Carlin, the great philosopher, one of my all-time favorite comedians. He was also written in at least one book. He's amazing. Yes, Christopher, if you've worked in the U.S. and paid taxes, you've paid into Social Security. However, as Matt said, our government has borrowed against it up the wazoo, and it's basically non-existent. Your Social Security payments are more than likely going to pay for people that are currently drawing on Social Security. FJB, baby, you and me. Fly me to Virginia. I'm still registered to vote there. Oh, I'll fly you right now. Eastern Shore, like six years. I'm voting red, though. Keep it, LOL, at least for another month. I'm going to vote for a lake. It's clean, it's refreshing, and it won't F anything up. Good luck, Mike. Lake Sinclair is the best. I'm going tomorrow. 
damn work won't let me tempting oh my god they are killing harrison ford as indy and making the character a gay chick and now superman is gay so now he is super superman i personally love dave chappelle i think he's absolutely hilarious i do too i'm a big witty comedy type um pooper man you say chappelle is funny and it's meant to be funny you have to have option you don't have to watch it it's man it's man it's not mandated yeah it's not like a vaccine if you are looking for something to be offended by you will find it true mike turner yes kathleen kennedy is turning her attention to indy she's going to uh, retcon the first three films jesus the wedding crashers movie had some of the best comedy a lot of it was witty oh i loved wedding crashers I swear the cancel culture just fixate on the Lewis Blacks, Dave Chappelle, and Bill Burr. The issue comes in where the people who are paying to see the comedic genius are the ones who want to get the show canceled. I used to be, if you don't like someone, you could just turn them off. These days, that's not enough. Now these people aren't allowed to... aren't allowed to have an audience because some people can't take a joke i've checked the constitution i can't find anything that states you don't have a right to be offended makes you wonder what these ultra sensitive people laugh at absolutely most of the really good comedy is from many years ago which i revisit often oh, dude Chappelle's amazing so is burr sorry they're great lewis black fantastic i'm okay with boycotting businesses and entertainments that are guilty of atrocities against people uh but canceling someone because you disagree or offended what they say is ridiculous i agree I watch Trevor Noah, and I don't agree with majority of his politics, but that's not what makes me laugh at his coming. I despise Trevor Noah. Despise him. I, I, I just despise him. But I also didn't like John Kelly, but now I actually like John Kelly. I've watched some of his other stuff. It's a shtick. But Trevor Noah, he, he, he's really, like, entrenched. Like, really entrenched. But anyway, make yourself laugh if everything else is too sad to laugh at. Exactly. Laughter is the best medicine. George Carlin would have a field day with the culture society. Robin Williams as well. If we're the dummies, you're the dumbass question mark. Sounds like a statement rather than a question. So I won't even answer it. Love you, Matt. Appreciate you, Chris. All right, folks, listen, I'm going. It was a good show tonight. Had fun, had a good time, but it's 10, 11. Uh, I got to cut this show and then I got to get some rest. I got a busy week at work and uh, that's pretty much it. I really appreciate everybody staying on tonight. Thank you so much for watching the show. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, let me know. Shirts are coming soon. Uh, we'll have a show tomorrow. I don't know what it's going to be about, but it will be always, hopefully, thoughtful and interesting. I'll talk to you dummies tomorrow. Have a great night. Like, share, and subscribe. Do all that. Appreciate all of you. Talk to you tomorrow.